welcome to Beckett Talks, the podcast series from Leeds Beckett University. In these podcasts, we will be showcasing our diverse community of students and academics, touching on the important themes that surround universities today. Hello, I'm Dee Grisman from Leeds Beckett University and today I'm joined in the studio with Dr Karen Horwood, Senior Lecturer in Planning and Human Geography. Her research focuses on women in planning and today we're talking, amongst other things, about sustainable cities and whether women's issues are being ignored. Welcome to the studio, Dr Karen Horwood. So, firstly, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into this field of research? So the way I got into this field of research, it, it came about after, um, obviously I did my doctorate, um, but then I went on maternity leave. And when I came back from maternity leave, I really wanted, I, I'd been really thinking about issues of social justice, um, issues of equalities, and particularly thinking about feminism that I'd been interested in in the past and was interested in again now. Um, and I really wanted to think about how I could bring that into my academic work and think about how I could combine those interests with um my academic expertise in planning. So I started to then think about how those things intersected. How did we think about equalities in a planning context? And how did we think about um, the needs of women when we were planning our towns and cities? Thank you, Dr. Karen Horwood. That's really interesting about how you got into your field and the particular points that you're interested in. So what do you think, looking forward, are the big issues in your field of research? So some of the big issues have really come to the forefront during lockdown and during the pandemic. Um, we all saw that different people had different experiences of lockdown depending on where they lived and what facilities they had access to. And some of those inequalities became really stark. And that's something that the profession and um, academia have been talking about a lot since then. So we've been starting to talk more generally about how we might plan our towns and cities better for the needs of everyone. Um, the thing that, that I bring to that is thinking how we do that through a gendered lens. How do we make sure the needs of women are included in that? And something that has, seems to have sort of captured people's um, interest uh, more recently were the, 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 um, the murder of Sarah Everard brought the idea of women's safety into people's minds. That led them to ask a lot of questions about how we plan our towns and cities and how we can make sure something like that is less likely to happen. So there's been a lot of conversations going on about how we plan our towns and cities better um, to meet the needs of women and girls. And it's such an important issue um, around women's safety in cities and something that's being talked about a lot at the moment in the media and rightly so. Do you feel that the issue is about us changing the cities we have or is it more about how we plan our cities in the future? Um, I think it needs to be both change and thinking about how we plan things in the future. The problem is our towns and cities already have been developed and we need to think about how we can change what's already there. But of course, that can be trickier because you're having to try and change something that, that already exists and perhaps didn't take those needs into mind at, at its inception. Um, but we can also think about how we do developments differently. So I've been having conversations with people, um, developers who are putting in place schemes at the moment, and they want to put those things in at the outset and think how can they design an environment that's, that's better for women and girls from the outset, rather than just thinking about how we change things that already exist. I mean, obviously, safety is such a crucial issue. But what other gendered issues should people be thinking about when they're planning our cities? 
So one of the gender issues that's cropped up also thinking about um, our response to the pandemic and our response to lockdown, there was a lot of measures put in place to try and think about how we encourage more active travel and how we make sure there's more cycling, there's more walking around our towns and cities. And that's great. That That is something that's really needed. But alongside that, we need to think about how that impacts on different people in different ways. So, for example, if you're just commuting from your house into the city centre, a a cycle path that goes straight down the main road may well do a good job for you. But if you're someone who is also trying to take the kids to school on the way, if you're also having to call in the supermarket, call in the doctor's surgery, you might have far more complicated journeys, both in terms of your movement patterns and in terms of thinking about who is making that journey. So, for example, if you're making a journey with children um, or with other relatives you might be caring for. So we need to think about how we encourage active travel, both for those, those easier, more straightforward journeys, but also how we encourage that for those more complicated journeys which often tend to be gendered they often tend to be undertaken more by women a lot of the things you've been talking about relate to the 15 minute neighborhood can you explain a little bit more about what the 15 minute neighborhood means so the 15 minute neighborhood is an idea that's really gathered traction at the moment Um, it's about a being being able to live somewhere where you can access all the services all the facilities that you need within 15 minutes of active travel so you should be able to cycle or walk to your doctor's surgery or to um, the supermarket or to the playground or to the school all those kind of things that you need to live your everyday life Um, where that becomes interesting from a gender perspective is thinking about well whose 15 minute neighborhood is that how are we measuring that 15 minutes is that the 15 minutes of an able-bodied man who is just um, moving around fairly easily or is it the 15 minutes for a mother walking along with a, a load of children who are walking slowly with toddlers who are you know splashing in puddles and investigating everything as they go along or is it are we thinking about the 15 minutes that it would take for a man with that needs to walk with uh, mobility aids to move around that neighborhood or are we thinking of the wheelchair user whose 15 minutes is that and we need to make sure that we're really clear on that when we're when we're thinking about 15 minute neighborhoods we need to make sure they include everyone and everyone is able to access those services not just one particular type of person the idea of the 15 minute neighborhood sounds amazing but do you really think it's possible um, I think I think a fifteen minute neighbourhood is perhaps possible, but I think it needs a lot more a lot more thought about how we can make that happen um, and how we can make sure that that's accessible to everyone. Um, a lot of these things, it, it, the, the thinking is only just you know it's perhaps only just starting to to be more mainstreamed about how we might address these these considerations. Um, a lot of the problems have been raised, a lot of the issues have been highlighted, but it's then thinking about well, how can we change practice? in order to enable things like the 15-minute neighbourhood to happen for everyone. We've spoken about quite a lot of interesting topics here, but if you had to say in one sentence what you want your research to address, what would that sentence be? In one sentence, I want my research to address how we consider the needs of everyone, particularly thinking about women and girls, when we're planning our towns and cities. Planning seems to me to be very future-focused, looking to the future, seeing what we can plan our cities like. So what direction do you see your research going in the future and why? Um, Well, at the moment, my research focuses on where we're at at the moment. Um, So when I first started looking into um, women and planning, I could find work that had gone on in the past that was a fantastic foundation to build upon. But then there was a bit of a gap and people hadn't been thinking about it so much. So the work I'm doing at the moment is about seeing where we're at. So how much is the Equalities Act used 
um, in in planning. How much are we using um, the powers that that exist in order to um, to make um, more equal cities? In the future, what I'd like to be able to do is to think about, well, how can we do those things? So we know what's maybe not worked, what maybe what's not being used, um, where things aren't happening, perhaps could. And I'd really like to move that research on to, well, what can we do? How can we use the powers that planners do have in order to make a difference? And what um, powers do planners need in order to make more of a difference? So what powers do you think planners should have and why? Well, the the problem is the pl- planning t- tends to ebb and flow. So sometimes planners have more power um, and then sometimes planners fall out of favour and tend to have a bit less power. Um, and at the moment, planners are in a bit more of a position where the, where kind of central government policy is a lot more around freeing things up to enable development to happen. And what that kind of results in a bit of a, a less powers for the planners, you know, less, wanting to have less restrictions that they sometimes see planners as um, leading to. Um, so at the moment, planners can only really kind of shape what goes on rather than do things themselves. Um, so really there needs to be a shift back to planners having a bit more of that power again to be able to shape their towns and cities rather than just, um, you know, almost just kind of nudge things around. They need to have some power to do things themselves as well. Leeds Beckett University is a modern, high-quality university transforming lives through professional, academic and applied learning and adding to the social, economic and cultural life of our city and region. We educate the bright minds that will help solve the problems of tomorrow. We collaborate with thousands of regional, national and international businesses to ensure our research and courses are contemporary, rich and relevant to meet the needs of our students and their present and future employers. Our campuses house exceptional teaching, research and learning environments which provide our students with access to state-of-the-art facilities. Across a range of disciplines, our researchers are striving to improve quality of life, equality and the environment around us. We are dedicated to making a difference. To find out more about Leeds Beckett University, our courses and our community of staff, students and alumni, please visit leedsbeckett.ac.uk. And welcome back to the studio where I'm still joined by Dr Karen Horwood and we're talking about women in planning. So Dr Karen Horwood, why are you so passionate about getting more women into planning? There's a few reasons I think um, of why it's really important to get more women into planning. Um, Firstly, we need to make sure that women are in the room when decisions are being made. We can only plan our towns and cities if we take into account lots of different perspectives, lots of different viewpoints. The people that we're planning for need to be in the room. And of course, that includes women along with all other types of um, types of people and perspectives. Um, So that's one reason it's really important. on a, and also, it's also important for you know for ideas of equity. You know, women should be able to access any any jobs, any careers, and it's important that they're able to do that. And planning is one of those careers. Um, but also on an individual level, I think it's really important because planning planning can be a really good career. There's lots of opportunities for progression. Um, there's lots of opportunities to work in different sectors to really be able to make your mark in the planning profession. And I think it's a profession that sometimes people don't think about or know about. So it's really important that women are getting those opportunities and that they're able to then advance themselves in their careers um, as individuals too. So looking at the future of planning, do you think that sustainability and planning can go hand in hand? 
Yeah, absolutely. Sustainability is absolutely key to planning. Um, it's one of the one of the things the profession is, cares about very much is to think about how developments can be sustainable. Um, planning is about thinking what goes where. Um, it's about thinking um, about how how journeys are made. Um, if your facilities are near to where you live, you might need to make less journeys. If the public transport facilities are good, then you might make more journeys by public transport. Um, if homes are more energy efficient, that's also going to help with sustainability. So when we think about what's happening with the built environment and how that needs to be more sustainable, planning is one of the key areas that can influence that and shape that. How do you get your students to think critically around the issues in planning? So to get students to think critically about these issues one I mean one of the key areas we do that of course is within the classroom is within being able to talk to one another to discuss things with one another to engage with some of the literature and some of the theory around that and have those kind of discussions where we introduce new ideas um, but planning is very much an applied profession so what we also do is we go out into into the real world we um, we meet practitioners we work on live projects um, we do work placements within the planning profession as well and that means that students are, are able to think about these ideas in the classroom but then they're able to think about how they can apply them to the real world and I think that's one of the strengths of, of planning is that we're not just thinking about something in a classroom we're thinking well how can we actually implement this how can the, these changes be seen how can we change the world around us for the better you're clearly very passionate about the subject of planning how do you enthuse your students with this passion so a few ways that I share my passion with my students is through the teaching that I do, but that also includes um, supervising dissertation students and bringing forward students that, that are wanting to engage with these issues. Um, so every year I have a few students at undergraduate and postgraduate level who want to specialise in this area and I work with them together on their research projects and supervise them in, in sort of carrying out their research interests. Um, Alongside that, I set up a, um, a sort of a study group for my students across the across um, undergraduate, postgraduate, and also doctoral level, so that they could then support one another, and they could share ideas and um, give each other ideas and inspire one another's research. One of the other things I've done is to organise, in 2019, I organised a conference here at Leeds Beckett about women and planning. And some of my students were able to come along to that. Um, they, they helped out at the conference and in exchange for that, they came along free and they were able to listen to the talks. They were able to um, talk to some of the speakers and really get a feel for what was going on in the field from, from women that are the absolute top academics in this area. Um, so by having that, by organising that conference here at Leeds Beckett, I was able to open that opportunity up to my students that, that shared my passion and inspire some of them to go on and do work in the field as well. Employability is so key to our students. So how do you prepare your students for a career in planning? So there's a few ways that my teaching prepares students for success in the real world. Um, obviously, the, the discussions we have in the classroom mean that they're able to go into the profession um, with a critical, reflective eye. Um, they're able to think about the jobs that they're doing and they're able to make connections back to what they might have heard in the classroom. And that's something that our professional body, the Royal Town Planning Institute, really value. In order to become a chartered planner, you have to be a, ref a reflective practitioner. You have to think about what you're doing. So the discussions we have in the classroom start to set those foundations for being that reflective practitioner. Alongside that, we do some more um, tangible, practical things. Um, we meet with lots of practitioners in sessions and, and discuss um, discuss what's going on in practice with them. So that builds up our network. Um, in addition to that, students go on work placements where they're also able to um, get to work in practice and build up their networks that might lead them to, um, to future um, careers in the profession. 
It's really interesting about what you're saying around the course. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the specific ties with industry that you have? So we have some fantastic ties with industry on our course. Um, Leeds is one of the hubs of planning activity. So all the big planning consultancies, they tend to have offices in London, as that's the capital, but they'll also usually have offices in Leeds. So we're able to tap into that practitioner expertise um, through guest lecturers, through placements, um, things like that. Um, So we're really able to connect in with the planning industry. In addition to that, as an accredited Royal Town Planning Institute course, we also have links with um, the Royal Town Planning Institute and all the practitioners within that We're also involved in local activities through the committees that work under the Royal Town Planning Institute locally. Um, In addition, I'm on the committee for the Yorkshire branch of the organisation called Women in Planning, and I'm also their gender mainstreaming lead, which means I offer expertise on gender mainstreaming. Um, That's a network that has been set up in London, but is now nationwide, which seeks to advance the position of women within the planning industry. It's open to all. They run events that are open to everyone, women and men, um, and they run all sorts of um, activities that help women advance in their careers. Uh, You've mentioned gender mainstreaming there. Can you just explain to me exactly what that means? So gender mainstreaming is thinking about how we can can get ideas of of gender equality mainstreamed into decision-making within planning so that when someone is making a decision about what to do in our towns and cities, they immediately think, okay, what are the implications? What are the implications for men and women? How do they differ? Um, How do we need to make sure that right at the outset we consider what the needs are for women rather than kind of leaving it, leaving it unthought about or leaving it till the end? Dr Karen Horwood, you're based in the School of Built Environment, Engineering and Computing. What do you think the students enjoy about studying in your school? So what I think students enjoy about studying in our school is the practical nature um, of the subjects. Within, that's something that ties us all together. Within all of those subjects, there's a practical dimension. So we can think about, we could think about theory, we can think about literature, we can think about those ad- academic ideas, but they always tend to be applied to something that's going on in the real world. Um, so across all of our courses, across the planning courses, the geography courses and the housing courses, they always have that practical dimension. And I think students really appreciate being able to think about how the ideas they talk about in the classroom translate into things that we might do out there in, in the real world. And finally, what do you enjoy most about teaching at Leeds Beckett University? The thing I enjoy most about teaching at Leeds Beckett is my students. I, I love spending time with the students. I love sharing ideas with them. I love us being able to go out on field visits together and explore different sites and, and have conversations about what we've seen in the classroom and how that relates to what they're seeing on the ground um, and just in, enjoying that exchange of ideas. Um, that's the thing that I like most about working at Leeds Beckett. Thank you so much for joining me in the studio today, Dr Karen Horwood. It's been really interesting learning more about planning and the particular gendered issues that we really need to think about when we're planning our cities for future generations. Thank you once again. The Beckett Talk podcasts are released every Tuesday. So don't forget to check our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook to find out more details on our next episode. See you next week.